Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. When I pulled up, so many emotions, you know, it's like, wow, 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 wow. When you think about, so I'm going to go way back in history. And I remember the first day, actually, I was uh, Pastor Leon, I think he's just stepped out. Oh, there he is. But he and I were riding up to d- together this morning, and I said, you know, um, I said, well, just a heads up, you're going to come into cornfields and, and <laughs> horses and buggies and <laughs> All this stuff, right. And I remember the first day they brought me up here. (laughs) Literally, they brought me up here. Um, I was going through a lot in my life. You know, let's be honest. Let's be transparent. Going through a lot in my life, a very lost person. Um, And I dealt with suicide. I dealt with so much. And I don't want to get emotional, but I, I dealt with so much. And there was this little lady that came into the dorm when there, when there were dorms. And she, she came in and she just looked me in my face and I didn't know who she was, but, but I knew there was something different, you know, because all of the leaders that I had been connected to didn't have that genuine spirit that she carried. And I'll just say, I'm saying like this, Miss Loretta, that I am who I am today because of Dr. Melody Hilton, because of Apostle Steve. Um, I remember sitting in your office as well as being a part of the school. And, you know, I mean, I was a hard case, okay? (laughs) I was a hard case. You know, but he he shared with me, I think it was a book around the father's love or something to that effect. And I was like, oh, my. Like, I, and, and it's crazy. Like, you have seeds planted, and then you go back, and you don't necessarily see that production of the seed that was planted until years later. And what they were doing was, whoa, what they were doing was setting up not just Harold Williams' harvest for his future, but they were building a man that would go forth and impact generations. Come on. And generations and generations. So when I come here, it's not just, you know, to preach, but it's here to, to, to show love and honor and appreciation because if they hadn't prayed, if they hadn't invested, I mean, and they invested into, a, again, I'm going to keep saying a hard case. <laughs> um, but today, I, I'm, can I say this? I can go forth. I can be me. I don't have to put on airs. I don't have to pretend. I don't have to perform. I can be Harold E. Williams Jr., and I love it, okay? So I just say thank you. And it's something about going to a place to celebrate 
where people celebrate you genuinely. And there's no strings attached, and that, except for love. That's our string. That's our strand. And I'm blessed. I'm so blessed. And um, I don't know what else to say, but uh, <laughs> this church has been a true church, a healing place. <laughs> uh, where would I be? Let's just say it like that. Where would I be? So I'm thankful. Thank you, Mama Melody. Thank you, Papa Steve. Thank you. Giving light, amen, for, for loving Harold Williams and his crazy self at times, amen. So I'm so thankful. Um, let's jump into the word because uh, time will fly and get away from us before we know it. My wife sends her love, the children send their love, the kids and wife are home. My daughter, my youngest daughter celebrated her, her birthday, birthday this past week, so they're actually preparing, um, and I'll meet them in, in Frederick um, after this, but they're preparing to shift into celebration birthday mode at, at great grandma's house. So um, after this, I'll fly down to, to, to Maryland. Um, and, a, and a lot of people know that my wife, you know, has been, been dealing with MS. And I, and I don't even want to say dealing with MS. I want to say my wife is conquering MS, multiple sclerosis. Um, we, we had went out to eat. Uh, one thing, especially ministers, if you're coming up, let me say this to ministers, some wisdom, if you're coming up and, and you, you travel, you always take your wife out the night before you go. You know, you just, that's security, that's love, that's, you know, all that good stuff. But we were eating um, a few weeks ago, right before I had to go, and she looked at me, she said, Harold, sometimes I forget that I even have multiple sclerosis. And I said, well, why so? She said, because I just don't have symptoms anymore. Amen. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yes, Jesus. And the last time we went to the doctors, it was funny, not funny, but it was funny, that um, we, they ran through her scans. Um, so, of course, with multiple sclerosis, you know, that's pretty much where your body's attacking itself. It eats away the nerves, um, uh, the, the covering for your nerves. It, it literally eats it alive. And so what was happening is she gets these lesions on the brain and she gets these lesions on her, um, down the spine. And they said something that got her attention. I was focused on the bad. You know how that is. She was focused on the good. They said, yeah, we see some new ones. This was the beginning of this year. We see some new ones, but the strange thing is the older ones are starting to shrink. And that's all she was concerned about. She's like, I, 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 who cares about what you said about the second part? I'm living on the first part that she's living in a, a season where God is manifesting himself in her body, where he's shrinking some things. Amen? So I'm believing that the whole body is coming, coming into alignment in Jesus Christ. Amen? So she sends her love. I love her. Um, I've been traveling the last few weeks, and she has not, I'm not going to say she has not been allowed to go, but we've, we're using wisdom with that diagnosis currently, you know, to keep her home or around family. That's why they can only go to great-grandma's house. Um, but, but anyways, let's get into the word. Um, again, I'm transparent. I'm at home, so I'm going to be very real. So this morning I woke up, you know, any preacher or minister, when you go to preach, you always open your notes before you go. Duh, that's what you're supposed to do because you don't want any surprises or Holy Spirit may have dropped some nuggets in there and typed in your, in your Mac and you didn't know about it. Well, that's not what happened to me. I, I went and I opened up and all my notes 
that I prepared, oh, my sha-ta-ta-ta, that I prepared all weekend was gone. And I said, okay, well, Lord, that either means you have something else or I don't know. So we're going to lean with you have something else. Um, so I spent this morning, ooh, Jesus, just typing up a couple more things that came to my spirit this morning. So this is either going to be really good or this is going to be a mess. Amen. <laughs> but I'm believing it's going to be really good. Amen. So anyone else here, let me ask you this, has anyone else just really been feeling this insatiable desire to live not only under an open heaven, but to live literally in the atmosphere of heaven all the time? And that's really where I've been. Like, I've been in in my prayer closet, literally, like, in a prayer closet, like, Lord, I want more miracles. I want more signs. I want more, I want more of you. I want more, 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 more. And it's so funny. I feel, I feel God. I do feel him. So I know we're in a good place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because I was nervous, Lord. The, the, The notes are gone. So, um, the last few weeks, a few testimonies, the last few weeks I've been traveling and there's been an outbreak of these miracles. And there's been an outbreak of deliverances, like literal demonic manifestations right in my face. And then boom, boop, you know, the people are free. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. You know, and then just what, a week ago, we were with Bishop Hammond and others, and they prophesied over me that God said you were stepping into a new season of of breakout of miracles and deliverance. You are a freedom minister. I said, okay. I said, yes, Lord, I take that. I like that word. Look, yes, I like that. So I found myself saying to the Lord a few months ago, I said, Lord, I said, now watch this. This is probably the old herald. Remember we talked about, you know, uh, yeah, this is the old herald. I said, Lord, what do I need to do to see more of the miracles, signs, and the wonders? I said, Lord, what do I need to do? He said, "Uh ah, God ever done that to you? Uh ah. It's not about what you do. It's about being who you're called to be. You must be, not do. Am I talking to anybody? So I said, God, but, but they told me you got to fast for this amount of time. And I do fast, so don't, don't, I'm not knocking that. Or they say, you know, you got to lay before him for hours. Yeah, that happens sometimes. But he said, but, but don't make it to the point where it becomes a religion to you. Yeah. And it takes out that insatiable desire that you told me you had for me. He said, don't let it become practices to the point where everything else, it doesn't, just, it doesn't matter anymore. It just becomes a routine. God says, I don't want routine. I want relationship. I said, okay, God, okay, Uh, Lord, I love you, but I don't like when you rebuke me like that, Lord, sometimes. So the Lord said to me, he says, I need you to understand identity. I said, what do you mean? What do you mean? Do you ever have that type of conversation? And I'm going to give y'all scriptures because, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, he's not even giving scriptures. He's not real because he didn't give us a scripture yet. But but y'all can laugh, right? (laughs) Ha, 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 he, he. Okay. I said I was going to be me. Come on. I'm free. Praise the Lord. I'm free. Um, So the Lord says to me, he said, oftentimes we're looking for something more when God says, all I need you to do is to posture yourself differently. Change your mindset. Come on. 
He said, change your thinking. I said, all right, Lord, go with me, Lord. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Lord. And, 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 I, and I, I have this thing in my prayer every day. And yes, this is part of a routine, but it's really a desire. And it's that kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when I said that to the Lord one day, he responded back. He said, oh, there it is. So what you're asking is, Lord, can I partner with you to bring the heavenlies into your reality? I said, that's it, Lord. That's what I was trying to say. He said, okay, that's it. Just be. Be what? Let's talk about being. So I said, Lord, you got to give me an example of being because that's just not enough for me, okay? So I am a Bible reader. I said, you got to take me to the word. And he gave me this prophet, Elijah. Elijah, let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go to 1 Kings. We'll go to 1 Kings 17, 1 through 7. I'm watching the time. Lord, before we go there, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are my Lord, you're my strength, and you are my Redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. First Kings, are y'all still here? Amen. Good morning. Hallelujah. God bless you. If I haven't spoken to you, my bad. Hallelujah. I just got caught up. Amen. I love you. First Kings 17. We'll start, we'll just read a couple verses just to, to level set here. It says, And Elijah, the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew, nor shall there be rain these years, except it be through my word. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward, and hide by the brook Shureth, which flows into the Jordan, and it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I, have, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you. So he went and he did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook, which flows into Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from that brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up. Because there had been no rain in the land. And you say, now what's this got to do with identity? I'm going to tell you. When you when, the opening of 1 Kings 17 tells you who he is. At least what people thought he was only. It says that he was a Tishbite. And I said, Lord, that sounds funny, but I don't know what that really means. So when I, when I look further, Tishbite is translated as a stranger. It's, it's translated as he was actually a stranger. And then it says, in the inhabitants of Gilead. And when I went deeper, it says that we should, the original translation of that scripture is that Elijah, the stranger of the land of strangers said to Ahab. So he had one identity. 
but his name gave him his true identity. Amen. That's why it's important you know what you name your children. What does that mean? Amen. Amen. I'm not even going to go there. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to do that. (sighs) Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Okay. So Elijah, his name or, or even his background meant that he was a stranger, that he was unknown. So if you think about it, prior to this first Kings chapter, we never heard of this guy. He comes on the scene and goes right before a man with great influence and says, this is what needs to happen or this is what will happen. And I said, well, Lord, what are you trying to say to me? It's simple, guys, if y'all haven't caught it already. God will take people that may not have a true reputation or, or, or may not be known in Elizabethville or Millersburg, I don't know the other places, or Halifax or Lancaster, hallelujah, and he will bring them upon the scene and say, now use, I'm going to use them to partner with me to bring heaven upon the earth. Come on, somebody. So, so, but I, I said, Lord, you got to give me more. That was good, but give me more. Give me more. Give me more. Anybody want more from the Lord? I said, give me more. So, so his name, if anyone knows, his name means my God is Yahweh. So although I came on the scene and you don't know me, you don't really need to know me. I just need you to know who I came on the behalf of. Am I talking to you? What are you saying, Harold? All I'm saying is whoever or wherever the Lord has called you to go into, my God, hallelujah. This is not a church thing that God is doing in this season. This is a kingdom thing that God is doing in this season. And he's sending some Elijahs into the marketplace, into the hospitals, into government, into education realm, even back into the church realm. And he says, you know what? Don't worry about my name, Harold. Worry about the God that I serve. Because I come, watch this, power packed. Come on. Do y'all know your identity? So his identity was found in his relationship with God. Because it didn't say, now, now anyone else, you know, when you read in the Old Testament, it always like, you know, this person begot this person, or this person is a part of this heritage or this, this lineage and blah, blah, blah. But this guy just came out of nowhere. He was known as a stranger. And he comes in and God says, but that's who I want to use. I want to use the unpopular. I want to use the ones that you may not know of yet. And I'm not worried about using people that just want a big platform. But I'm looking for people that will just allow their voice to be my voice. Their hands to be my hands. Come on. Uh, as I was riding up here, the Lord kept showing me the body, the body, the body. And I said, like, okay, Lord, that must mean you want to do some healing. He's like, no, son, come on, slow down, slow down. Look at what I'm showing you. He kept showing me the body, how every part of the body is what brings heaven unto the earth. 
And when one of us are lacking or one of us are lagging behind or being pulled by the rest of the body, it slows the progression of his kingdom from hitting the earth like it's supposed to. And I said, okay, Lord, so what do we do? He said, all we can do is model it. You know, because it's one thing for us to teach it and preach it and hit the people upside the head with it. But if we begin to model that there's such a freedom with being used by God, come on, there's such a joy, there's such an excitement that happens. Hello? When the Lord decides to use us for his glory. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. Okay, let me slow down. Mm. So I'll say this. I said this one day, and a church got upset with me, but I'm going to say it again. (laughs) I know y'all will understand where I'm going. The greatest move of God is not going to come through people solely, I'll say, I'll put the solely in there, with titles of apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, and evangelist. The greatest move of God is upon us, and it's when people step into their identity as sons and daughters of the king. Come on. Do you know Harold thought that titles is what made him? Did you know that Harold found identity? See, I can preach about me. I can't talk about y'all. I can preach about me because uh, I might get in trouble if I do that. But uh, uh, I'll talk about me. I thought that, that, that you had to go up the hierarchical organizational uh, of structure to be of importance. But when I got to the point, which was only a few years ago, honestly, of noticing that if I would just be his son, that every aspect of the father began to bleed through me. Come on. Jesus said himself that my father and I are one. So that's okay. I'm getting excited, Aaron. I'm getting excited. Ah, I'm getting excited. So when I start to think about thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It cannot be done until I become a son and I become a daughter in the Lord. And I say, Lord, here am I. Use me for your glory. Am I talking to anybody? The greatest move of God is, yes, it's among us. It's definitely right here. But the question is, are you opened to be a conduit of the heavenlies being released through you? Come on. I said, are you open to him using you? Thank you, Nakivia. My cousin, she had to pray me through this because I said, my notes are gone. I don't know what to do. I'm going to Apostle Melody and Apostle Steve. I'm scared, Lord. And she said, you got it. But you know how I got it? It's because I know who I am in him. Thank you, Jesus. So I I used to be, and, and, you know, we use this excuse. We say, you know, I'm a perfectionist. Everything has to be this and that and that. No, that was just fear. So a lot of us won't step out to do what God told us because we feel like we have to dot every I. We have to cross every T. I got to make sure everything is here and there. Uh, Abandon yourself. Get so lost in him. Get so surrendered unto him 
that whatever he wants to do, he can just do it. Hey, he can just do it. It was funny. Why do I say that? It was funny. Because I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I want, here, this is how crazy I'm living. I said, Lord, I want to walk past a person and they get free. You got to be careful what you say. So I was at church last week, and I was ministering, and I, I was just, you know, you know how you're talking, you know, we're going to, you know, I was kind of activating them and getting them prepared for what I thought the Lord was about to do, right? I was like, yeah, you know, God is about to blow through this place, and God's about to do this, and I go past this lady, and I said, and God's about, and as soon as I walk past her, she said, ah, mm, 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 and she started to fight, and I said, whoa, and the Lord said, you said that you wanted me to use you to the point that when people, when you walk past a person, freedom would begin to break out. So at first, yeah, she was fighting the air, fighting the air. She was, she, and my son was like, how come she couldn't hit you? Watch that. Because I was covered by the blood. I mean, she was, and I think she would have hurt me. I really believe she probably, if she would have hit me, I think I would have probably fell out. And all I said to her in the authority of the Holy Spirit, I said, you will settle yourself now. And she stood there. And Mike was there. Correct. (laughs) And she stood there. And it wasn't a, oh, look at him, big and bad and bougie. No, it was son of God authority. And I'm just doing, I'm just throwing that out there. This is totally not in the little bit of notes that I was able to take this morning. But, but there's something about knowing your identity that's coupled, thank you, Lord, the Lord just took me somewhere else, coupled with authority. Because when you begin, my son knows, my son, anybody knows my son, he looks just like me. He acts like me. He stands like me. He does all this stuff, and we like to eat. He eats like me. So my son knows that as my son, he has access to certain things that people that are not my son don't have access to. Same thing spiritually. We are all sons and daughters of God. You have access to bind and to loose. Come on. That's why Elijah, I'm totally not, that's probably why the notes went away, because I'm not following them. Even the new ones I put in there, I'm not even following those, so hey, let's go. Um, But even when Elijah shut up the rain, that wasn't a, I'm Elijah, I'm the big bad wolf, here I am. It was, I'm doing this because what you are releasing is trying to stop the progression of my kingdom or my God's kingdom. So I'm going to shut some things. I'm going to bind some things to get your attention. Come on. And and then he was so bad to say, and it will be at my word that the rain will will return. That's bad. That's a bad dude. We didn't even know this dude. He just came on the scene. He went, the Bible says that your gifts will make room for you, and they will bring you before great men of influence. He, uh, he dude, was gifted, but he also had authority. And he went before this king, Ahab. We already know the story, who was really all about right bell worship, idolatry, all that good stuff, him and his crazy wife. Hello? Hello? 
Y'all do know the story, right? But what I loved about him was he was not moved. What am I saying? Anytime you're called to do something for the Lord, there's always opposition that will stand before you. But the question is, will you bend, will you bow, or will you go forth and break through? And Elijah said, you know what? I'm a son of God. Hallelujah. My God is Yahweh. I come, hallelujah, in a, as a, watch this, as a representation of my king. Oh, this is so good. This is good for me. Okay. Y'all don't even have to say amen. This is good for me. And <laughs> so good. And, and, but the next thing, after he does this great act before the Lord or on the behalf of the Lord, then the Lord, does God ever make you say why? Me all the time. Right after this, then the Lord says, okay, now go. Go to the brook and sit there. <laughs> now, I didn't just spoke that there's a drought. Oh, the camera. Okay. Hallelujah. Hi. Um, <laughs> where was I going? He went to the brook and he sat there. After he prophesied that there would be a drought. That doesn't make sense. And I really feel like God at times will make you get to the point where you have to trust that what you spoke on his behalf will not destroy you. Because there's been, whoa, that was something. I just said something there. So you just told me to prophesy a drought. Then you tell me to go to a brook that there's water and we need the, the rain to come so that the, the, you know, the place, the brook can continue to fill up. And then the Bible says that the brook began to dry. Well, we didn't even talk about the food part because I like to eat. <laughs> but then the, the Lord began to use ravens, the dirtiest bird ever, to feed him. Now, I don't know about anybody else. I love the Lord, and I won't take it back, but I would be a little bothered <laughs> to say, Lord, I've been your mouthpiece. I've said, thus saith the Lord. I've went forth, and now you're making me, I mean, I'm thankful for the food, Lord, but, but ravens? But anyways, the Lord provided. What am I saying is when you step out and do what the Lord says, he will always provide provision. Amen. He will always provide just what you need. Amen. Let me ask you this, because y'all looking at me crazy, about three of you looking at me like, yeah. Um, I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. But, but how many of you have been challenged by the assignment that God has put on your life? And when I say challenge, like challenge to really step out. Well, we break that in Jesus' name. Because guess what? A lot of times we, we, I don't know about you, but I do this all the time. You know how you sit at your house and you're, you're rambling off, well, if they would do this, and if the government would do this, and if the church people would do this, come on, like all this stuff. And a lot of times we are the solution yeah, yeah, yeah. of the problem yeah, that we have a problem with. Yeah. Amen. 
I'm going to say that again. No, I can't remember all that I just said. But, but a lot of times we are the solution to what's frustrating us. A lot of times your greatest burden is your greatest ministry. Your greatest burden is your greatest assignment. Hello? I hate to see people misused. I hate to see people bound. I hate to see people demonically oppressed. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. So guess what? The Lord said, okay, then, then we're going to use you to bring heaven upon the earth in that realm of freedom and deliverance. Amen? I used to, one thing I used to get frustrated with was the integrity or the lack thereof of the integrity in the prophetic move. I said, ooh, that wasn't God. Ooh, that's a little dangerous. That, that wasn't the compassion of my father that just, just, just bled out of this, this prophet. See that? And the Lord said, okay. And, and it's probably you because you, you, you used to always say, just model it, Harold. Just model it. All you need to do is just model it. So now every time I see something, I'm like, okay, I guess we just got to model it. We just got to model it. See, I do listen and I do apply things. <laughs> but anyways, so everybody lift your hands. Let, let, let's, let's, let's go here just for a minute. So, Father, I declare and decree that what you've called your people to do in this hour will not be something that they're afraid of, <laughs> but that it'd be something that will, will encourage them and motivate them to go forward. Father, I thank you. I heard the Lord say, I'm raising up even teachers in this hour. There's going to be teachers that are going to hit the school systems, even in this region, and they're going to bring back an integrity um, even to the educational realm. And I even heard the Lord say, sons and daughters, he says, get ready because I'm awakening the sleeping giant, and that sleeping giant has been my ecclesia, my church. The Lord says, I'm going to release them. Whoa, I feel the glory. He says, I'm going to release them into greater places of influence. And the Lord says, it's not going to be to collect a check. Whoa. He says, it's not going to be for that. But he said, it's going to be because they're moving with my heart's desire for my kingdom to invade the, 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 uh, the earth. So, Father, we declare and decree a, watch this, a breaking out of your people. Lord God, a breaking forth, hallelujah, for your people, Lord God, that we would hit every place that you've called us to hit in Jesus name. Amen. Uh, the spirit of intimidation, put your hands down, but the spirit of intimidation is being broken off of us in Jesus name. Let me see what else I may have said in here. That probably doesn't even matter anymore. That's good though. Yeah. If I said that, that's yeah. Yep. Yep. A couple things. I might end earlier. Couple things. Surrender. I said that earlier. We're in a season of of, of, of the greatest greatest level of surrender that's needed. Yeah. It's like every time I go in, into the presence of the Lord, all I keep hearing is, "Lord, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender." I'm like, "Lord, why do I keep surrendering?" <laughs> and, and I said, "Lord, give me not Lord, but I I looked up Google. I said, Google." Give me, you know, God and Google, they work together. I said, give me the definition of surrender. He said, to cease resistance and to submit to authority. Wow, that's good. That's what Google told me. Cease resistance and submit to authority. 
So, Lord, I surrender. I'm no longer going to resist what you want to do in my life. I'm no longer going to resist who you've called me to be. I'm no longer going to resist the miracles that you've called to be released through me. I'm no longer going to resist the assignments. Hallelujah. But I'm going to submit to your authority, Lord. Amen. Faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not yet seen. But also it is the ability to believe outside of your reality. And it's anchored in the nature and character of God. In essence, our belief is not so much of what he can do for us, but our faith should be, how can I partner with you to make this all be about you? Because I know if I seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, guess what? Every heart's desire, everything that I need will be taken care of. What happens? Watch this. Whoa. What happens when we start to seek him first? What happens when our motivation is him only? Hello? Are y'all still here? Did we give people coffee before they came? Those that want it. Okay. They, some of them missed it. Seek ye first. I have my Starbucks. That's probably why I'm happy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Holy Ghost and Starbucks. Hey. Hey. Surrender and faith is so good. Surrender. Here, here's my, I'll say little, what's the word I want to use? Um, I don't know. Here's your little, I don't want to say cocktail. That may not be good. Here's your spiritual cocktail to step out in God. Identity faith, and surrender. Then you can go forth. You can confront, because that's the first thing that Elijah did. After he knew who he was, he then went and he confronted. Now, let me say this. Don't confront what God didn't tell you to confront. You will be like the sons of Sceva, and you'll get beat up. So make sure that you're being released by the power of God. Some are sent, and the reality is some just went. I want to be a sent one. Amen. So I can confront every principality. So, so we want to confront principalities that oppose the heavens. Amen. That oppose heaven from being released upon the earth. We then want to step, step into the next realm of releasing miracles because that's what Elijah did. He began to then step into uh, releasing the miracles. I didn't go through everything, but we know where Elijah went after the, the brook had dried up. He went to the widow's house, right? He went to her house and he put uh, he asked her to get the flour and to get the oils and get all this good stuff. And, and there became a miracle right there, um, right there, literally in the midst of famine. Through his obedience, God provided food enough for the woman, for Elijah, and for her son. Amen. As we walk in fellowship with the Lord and obey him, he will open us up to his will, and he will help us to partner with him through his will. Amen. Uh, what else do I want to say? Let's, let's fast forward the story. We know, and this is where I will end. So we know where, when Elijah went forth, let's not forget the big, 
the big moment where he goes to Mount Carmel and there's that face-off, right, with the prophets of Baal. And, they, you know, they did their sacrifice and they did all this and they're like, yeah, you know, our God's going to speak, our God's going to move, our God's going to do. Nah, nothing happened. Elijah steps up and literally calls down the fire of heaven. And we know that the fire of heaven comes, burns up all their junk, and it led some, watch this, some to repentance, and it led some to the kingdom. And I said, Lord, why didn't it lead everybody? Isn't that good? Sometimes you have an assignment that not everyone will receive because some plant, some come and bring the water, and then God brings the increase. I was like, oh, that's what happened in that situation. But what happened, this is one part about the heavenlies that we really need to tap into is right after that, it says that Elijah ended up going into like a depressed mode. Yeah. You know, because he was asking God, why, Lord, I, I was obedient to you. Why, why didn't the king, why didn't the, everyone flood to the kingdom? How come everyone didn't drop Baal worship and idolatry? How come, how come, how come? You can only control what you can control. You can only partner with what God has told you to partner with. The rest is up to him. Now, we don't know if someone else may have come behind and may have pioneered a new move of God. But let me say this. Be comfortable with what God has told you to do and leave the rest to him. Because when you try to get in the way, you will mess up the heaven from invading the earth. Amen? Did you hear what I just said? (laughs) Because that that, that thing, it it bugged me. I'm not going to lie, and I'm done. I'm not going to lie, but it bugged me. I said, well, how come, Lord... Like, this dude was so obedient to him. So then the Lord, you know, the Lord challenged me. He said, so will you only be obedient? Wow. Will you only be obedient with me when you think that what was supposed to happen happens? Or will you be obedient with me when you can't even see the fullness of me? I'm talking today. And I said, Lord... Case in point, I'm done. I just said it three times. You know why? Because I, I came out of the Pentecostal church. And our Pentecostal, um, I'm closing, is that means give me 20 more minutes. But we never say that because we just want to keep y'all, to, you know, we want to make sure y'all stay with me. But I'll say this and I'm done. <laughs> that I had received a word um, Remember, we're talking about assignments and and really doing what we feel the Lord has told told us to do and blah, blah, blah. Um, I had received a word. Y'all, too, y'all were on the Zoom call, and I don't know why y'all didn't call me and, you know, tell me, Harold. No, I'm just kidding. But but there was a prophetic word that was released, and it said that the Lord was bringing a shaking, and it would shake off the limitations that had been placed on me as it related to my marketplace assignment. And I said, oh, yes, you know, you get excited, you get to shouting, you know, we shout. That means, you know, shout is not this, shout means we dance. (laughs) And 
I'm not going to show you how to do it. But um, <laughs> so, so, okay, God's going to do this. He's going to shake, shake these things off of you, and you're going to move into the fullness of your assignment, blah, blah, blah. You know, I only heard moving into the fullness of my assignment. I didn't hear the shaking part. Hello? Isn't that funny how time we, we receive prophetic words, right? We only hear what we want to hear. So, so last year, so that, that word was June. It was a Zoom call with Apostle Jane and others for CI. It was our region, I think. Anyways, I think that was June of 2020, right? We're in 2021. So that was June 2020. October 2020, I get a call, you know, and it's like, you know, I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning and dependent on Jesus. I, I know I got an assignment, hallelujah, and, and I'm going to shout all over the, the building, right? And my boss and her boss called me and said, Harold, effective today, your assignment has ended. So, you know, I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I believe the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, like, I believe him, believe his prophets. Hallelujah. And you'll prosper. Like, I, I, I got this thing. Like, I, I'm listening to the prophets. I've heard the Lord. You, look, I wanted to say, y'all's a lie, but I didn't say that. So I said, Lord, what did I miss? He said, you miss. I said, I'm going to shake you loose. The, the word, I went back to the word after that, and it said, I'm going to shake you loose from the limitations. And I said, oh, God. <laughs> you know, so it makes sense now. Literally, it wasn't even a full week and a half. They reached back out and said, hey, there's a new position we want you to apply for. Go for it. You know, we'll just leave it like that. I said, okay, great. Mm, I'm, I'm still angry. Do you ever get angry? Even when you've received prophetic words? because it didn't fit into my mold of what I, of my expectation. Okay, maybe it's just me. Anyways, they call, and uh, they offer me the position. I forgot where I was going. They offered me the position, and to this day, my teams, so the team that I would have originally um, led back in that June 20th time, my team has now tripled in size, and I now have international presence. I have teams now internationally. So, 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 so why did I say that? I don't know why I said it. I believe it was a kingdom set up. And in order for the fullness of the kingdom to really be released out of me, how God wanted to, he had to shake me loose, which means I had to be ended. Wow, watch this. One season had to end. So I could step into a new season. Yeah. And okay, now I know why you want me to share the Lord. I was like, I don't know where I'm going with this. So the Lord is saying in this hour that he's causing a lot of you to, to, uh, to come to a reality that he's ending one aspect of life, one aspect of season, one aspect of cycles. And I'm now beginning to break you free and move you into a new place. Some of us, when we get spiritual, a new realm, some people like that, a new dimension, hallelujah. So I really feel like we're stepping into, watch this, kingdom alignment that will cause his kingdom to be released through us like never before. Do y'all believe it? Amen. Everyone's standing for a moment, and, and, and I'll turn it over. But I, I just feel, if we could just lift our hands. 
Apostle Mel, why do I do that? I say, everyone lift your hand, then I go talking to people. Thank you, Papa. Thank you for letting me come and, and be me and letting him be him through me. Hallelujah. But Father, I bless these people. I bless this house. I bless, uh, when I first came on the, on the property, the Lord showed me a vision of a filling station or what we call today a gas station. And I didn't understand it at first, and now I understand it. And the Lord says there's going to be many people that come from different walks of life, just like Harold Williams, that will come to this place where they'll have to get hooked up. Mm, Yeah, they'll have to be hooked up. And the Lord says, hallelujah, from that hooking up, the Lord says, I'm going to release a glory to them. That's going to set them upon a path of increase and success, but not even just increase in success, but healing and freedom. For the Lord says, hallelujah, people are coming to be filled. The Lord says there's even a aspect of giving light where the Lord says there's been a glory where it felt like the glory has been held up in certain aspects. But the Lord says there's a breaking free of glory that's going to hit this place like we've never experienced it before. I literally just saw three caskets. I know that's weird. No, I'm not prophesying death. Don't get don't get crazy. Hallelujah. (laughs) But I saw where three people begin to get raised up out of the caskets. And the Lord says there's a resurrecting anointing and power that rest upon this house, that people that have come in spiritually dead will, ha, 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 the Lord says they will come to a place of spiritual awakening and reviving. So Father, we release that over this house in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Katie just for a moment. I'll be back, I promise. Amen. Love you all. Thank you.